Hey everyone, I'm Claire Liu and I'm the CEO of Know Your Company and today I am absolutely thrilled to have with me someone super special. I have Catherine Minshew, who's the co-founder and CEO of The Muse. And you've probably heard of The Muse if you've ever been on a job search because they actually serve, I believe, over 75 million people and helping them navigate their careers which is pretty phenomenal. And Catherine is someone who I've definitely looked up to in the industry, just been a big admirer of your work. I know you recently published a book called, I think it's The New Ways of, of Work. And ex- new Rules of Work. New, excuse me, New Rules of Work. And just so excited to be able to ask you this one question about leadership. Wonderful, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited we were able to do this too. Cool, well, all right, Catherine, here's the question. It's what's something you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? Ooh, you know, I wish I would have learned to trust my instincts. Mm. I think that, um, you know, I started the muse when I was 25, uh, seven years ago. And because I was so young, I was conscious of my inexperience. I sometimes let other people, uh, overly influence the decisions that I made because it, it felt like, um, you know, I was so new to starting a business. Yes. And look back, you know, the my instincts actually served me pretty well. Sometimes I trusted them, and it was it was absolutely the right decision. And there were other times when I overruled them and went against my better judgment, and I, I regretted it. And I think on top of just the you know trusting your instincts, obviously I'm not the first person to give that advice. Um, mm. But I also think you know when you are when you're a leader, and particularly when you're the CEO of a, a company, a startup at the end of the day, everything that goes wrong or that doesn't work out, like you bear the ultimate responsibility for yes. the success or failure of initiatives, of the business, et cetera. And I think when things don't go wrong, um, but you made that decision, <laughs> yeah. and it's your call, yes. um, it's hard, but you can live with that because because you made the wrong call. We all make the wrong call. Um, but when you uh, when when something happens or there's a failure and you, you knew better, you overruled your own instinct, or you let someone else make a decision that that really you felt deep in your gut uh, probably should have gone differently. I think those for me are the hardest mistakes to live with. Yes. And so ultimately I would I would rather trust my instincts, make the calls and, and deal with the uh, results, good and bad. Absolutely. Do I, you know, I'm over here sort of nodding my head laughing because I'm like, I can totally relate uh, having you know, started running Know Your Company when I was 24. And, you know, I don't think there was a bigger case of imposter syndrome, you know, when that happens. I think there's something to be said about, you know, being young, whether it's, you know, being a woman or whatever it is, you know, or or just, or feeling as though, um, yeah, you're, you're, you know, you need to take in other people's opinions for whatever reasons that there are. And I think in a world where as a CEO you are inundated with advice all the time, there's no shortage of articles or hey, video interviews about you know advice, it can be very easy to sort of get pushed one way or another. Uh, for folks who are, are watching this, would you say that there's a spectrum of decisions in which they should sort of rely on that instinct or I mean, in what situation do you feel like that's the way to go? For example, do you feel like it's when um, the decision is is really big, is a really tough one to make? Do you feel like 
uh, when, you know, what if it's not your expertise, right? Just to push back, you know, and someone might be watching this and going, well, well, Catherine, like, what what if it's not within your expertise? Do you still go with your gut? I mean, for you, what have you learned? Was there a specific situation or how do you sort of process when, uh, how you make those, those decisions and through a few, Uh, a few questions there at you. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, I think, um, getting better at making decisions, particularly small decisions is something that I am actively working at right now Hmm. because as you build, uh, as you build a company, especially if you're trying to do something that no one's ever done before, you are solving countless problems, you're making countless decisions and that can be exhausting. And so first of all, I've tried to get better at dividing decisions into two categories, right? There are uh, smaller decisions. This also includes maybe big decisions, but ones that are reversible. So if you choose course A, but you realize pretty quickly it's not right, can you just choose course B instead? Yes. Um, these decisions I try and make quickly. I often try and delegate. And um, I think that you can get bogged down as a leader in yes. overanalyzing these decisions, which I have definitely been guilty of. Um, but I'm working to just ensure like, okay, how big is this decision? What are the impacts of it, of getting it wrong? Can we change our minds? You know, if the answer to those three is sort of a green light, like try and make it quickly and move on. Yes. The other types of decisions I think are the sort of bigger, thornier decisions. And, um, to me, I think it depends, you know, is this a guiding light or a principles decision Mm. or is this a, a sort of structural or tactics decision? And I'll give you a, an example. This is a metaphor I've been thinking about recently. I don't think it's a particularly good one, but it's the best I've got, which okay. is um, in the early days of starting a business, you are, you're almost an explorer. So think sort of Lewis and Clark, you're charting the wilderness and, um, and you have an idea, you have a small team, but ultimately you're deciding where to go. And at some point you find the location, you know, you find sort of your, your product market fit, your sweet spot, and then you start building a town. Um, you can be an explorer mm-hmm. with great instincts and, and some level of, of training or, or very little training to some extent. But if you're building a town, you may want to actually bring in like plumbers and electricians and people that know, have deep technical expertise. Yes. And for things like that, I would empower those people, let them make decisions, let them um, really lean into their skill sets because you, you hired them for a reason, right? And you're not, um, you, you know, it, it's not necessarily... Uh, your job to know how to be a better electrician than the person you've hired to help build your town. Sure. But when it comes to sort of principles, the core uh, ethics, the values, the big picture direction questions yes. of how that town comes to be, yes. I think where you can't delegate um, because I think those are the most weighty and they're also the ones that are hardest to undo. Um, you know, people talk a lot about building culture, yes. um, but changing culture is very hard. And so I think. Um, understanding where a decision falls and how uh, sort of irreversible it is is a really important tactic for deciding whether and how to delegate or when you need to just make and own that decision. And in fairness, I get a lot of advice. Mm. In fact, I think I was <laughs> earlier in my yeah. when I was earlier in my leadership journey, people often mistook my interest in their advice for you know, oh well, don't just do what I tell you. And I'm like, don't worry, I won't. But I enjoy, I really appreciate and enjoy hearing different perspectives. And it's an ingredient to my own thinking that ultimately produces a sense of what the right answer is likely to be. Absolutely. I, I, I do like the, the explorer analogy uh, because I think what we often forget as CEOs is as an explorer, your, your role is to say, hey, here's the kind of town you want to be. And mm-hmm. here's, uh, you know, here are the things we want to stand for. Here are the kinds of people we want to attract, et cetera. You could take this metaphor in a lot of, you know, in a lot of ways. But uh, I think your point about 
the tactical decisions to getting to that point might not, you know, you might not always need to be relying on your instincts and you can delegate those decisions, et cetera, and rely on expertise to carry them out. But there's something to be said for making a stand. And, you know, it makes me think of this quote, what you're talking about is, you know, what, what hill do you want to die on? Right. So for the, for the decisions that are irreversible, those are the ones you want to make sure are, are with, with your core. One thing that you, you alluded to is this idea of, taking in people's perspectives as an ingredient to building out your own perspective. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs, leaders, managers who are trying to enrich their perspective, who are trying to develop a better gut instinct? Is there a way to do that? I think there is. Um, Firstly, I try and speak to at least three different people for any big decision or any area where it's newer to me mm-hmm. and I'm learning. And in particular, it's not just any three people. So one of those people, yep. I like to find someone who is very similar to myself. Um, hmm. If it's okay. a, you know, let's say it's a big fundraising decision or some sort of CEO strategic decision, I will specifically look for um, a, a woman CEO who mm-hmm. potentially has had somewhat of a similar years of experience before starting the business. It doesn't have to be spot on. Sure. Um, but um, this is helpful because sometimes people, you know, when I was fundraising um, for the Muse in the early days, there were not a lot of women fundraising. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of really well-intentioned advice from men and a lot of it just didn't work. And sure. the first time I really ta- started talking to other women who would raise, I was like, oh, their experience <laughs> is a little more relevant yes. in this because there's a factor about fundraising that, that makes a difference. Um, particularly in 2011, 2012, I, I hope that's changing. Um, TBD on whether whether it is fast enough. Maybe but um, yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, I would I would look for you know someone whose experience is similar. On the flip side, I also like to make sure that one of those people is someone whose experience is very different and whose perspective is like to be very different. Mm-hmm. So I have a um, an old friend, someone that I I love talking to about business issues, who could not be more different in a lot of his leadership styles. He's a very aggressive leader. Um, he, and he's known for in sort of the entrepreneurship ecosystem for, um, you know, big, bold, often sort of controversial bets. And yet, um, he's a phenomenal resource because I have a little bit more of a collaborative style. And yet sometimes I think that this is the sort of playing field of available options. Mm. And he's like, yeah, also you can go over there or over there. And it widens my understanding of what, what decisions are possible and what, factors someone totally unlike me would consider. And I think that's a really useful element of developing your gut as well is spending time and and developing deep relationships Mm -hmm. with people who might have a totally different approach or perspective. Um, And then the third person is kind of just someone I think might have expertise or, you know, relevant something to share. Uh, It's less, less particularly important, but I think getting both the sort of near term uh, perspective and the far away. And then usually if it's a big decision, I try and sleep on it uh, at least one night because sometimes um, you know, sometimes it's like it's putting all the ingredients in, you know, the sort of cocktail shaker of your brain. You shake it up, you let it settle, and then yes. in a day or two, um, it becomes clear what you what you want to do. Absolutely. No, I think that's invaluable advice and something that I'm going to be taking away and thinking about how can you sort of uh, set out those those differences in, in opinions to be able to form your own and then give yourself the time to let it percolate and and have whatever pours out of that cocktail shaker to be yeah. to be a good instinct. Yeah. And I'll add one other thing which I've been trying to do more recently, mm-hmm. which is vision retrospective. 
Um, yes. I think, you know, to the question about developing a gut, it's not only important to, to practice making better decisions, but also after the decision has been made, whether it's a couple days, a week, three months, looking back and thinking, why did I make that decision the way that I did? What were the factors that influenced me? Am I happy with how it turned out? If not, what additional information or insight? And I think you have to be nice to yourself. Like you're not going to make all the decisions well. And sometimes no. you're like, you know, would have been great to know that, but I had no idea. Yes. Um, and that's fine. But sometimes you can realize patterns like, oh, I was too loyal to this idea or this principle. I took this, you know, I was blind to this thing. Um, or if I just asked this person's perspective or this type of, if I'd done this type of diligence, right. I have uncovered the information that might have changed my mind. That's incredibly helpful because you learn those skills um, and they, they translate to better decisions in the future. That's invaluable, invaluable advice. I think everyone who's watching this is going to be thinking, all right, how am I going to be developing my gut instinct better and leaning on that maybe a little bit more in the bigger decisions? Well, Catherine, thank you so much again. It's been an honor to be able to have this conversation. And I know folks who are watching have learned a lot. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to hopefully doing this again sometime. Awesome.